Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I want to take this time to welcome everyone back. Thank you for making the Kingdom Influencing Podcast your favorite drive time podcast. Thank you for subscribing and thank you for sharing this with your network and your friends. Again, I pray that you are having a blessed day and a blessed week and that you are yoked with the Christ and following his lead as he leads us to all power, truth, and understanding through the formidable work of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. I just got back from Connecticut. Thank God for a great kingdom trip. My wife and I were involved in a affirmation service for one of the men and women of God that we believe are a part of the new vanguard that I wrote about in my book, Press Into the Power. So I want to send a congratulations to Pastors Dexter and Lindsay Upshaw of Bridgeport, Connecticut and the New Vision International Ministries family. If you are interested in seeing the power of that weekend, please go to nvim.org or go to New Vision International Ministries on YouTube and you will be able to get to share that weekend with them. Listen. I want to talk this week and and just really want to get into a topic and I want to call it wannabes. Now, I know that sounds that sounds crazy that wannabes. Let me say something about the the nature of the bee, just the nature of the bee very, very quickly. The bee is one of the most important as small as it is. It is one of the most important cogs. In the ecological system, it helps to shape the way that we live by its process of cross-pollinization and so on and so forth. I don't want to get into the depths of this, but then in life as people, we also shape ecological systems, but they are spiritual 
archaeological systems. And we have to be very careful that we are not wannabes instead of bees. And, and what do I mean by that? I simply mean that as I look through digital platforms, I see that there are a proliferation of bishops, of apostles, of pastors. Everybody wants a pulpit. Let me say that. Everybody wants a pulpit and a crowd. But no one wants to spend time on their knees with God. Building character. Building posture. Building position. What do I mean by that? I mean that you just can't have an attitude or get disgruntled with someone in your ministry or someone in your church or even in the marketplace, someone in your job and just pop up and decide I'm going to start a church. I'm going to be a pastor. I I, I can't submit to leadership. So I, I'm going to start a parachurch ministry. Let me say something and be very clear. The church was not started on the whim, but the church was designed and had designation from the very foundation of the world. God did not start the church as some disorganized, dysfunctional entity that would be in the earth yelling about what color robe we're going to wear, who's in charge, who has the power, who can win the vote. That was not the conscientious nature of the church in its origin and in its beginnings. As a matter of fact, people wanted to be, in the, at least in the Jewish faith, people wanted to be disciples. Now, a disciple is a student. It's a pupil. It's someone who has no major significance except they've been called by God. But they understood that if I've been called by God, I need to submit and sit at someone's feet and listen for a designated period of time. And I must gather the proper information that will enlighten me to future epics of ministry. In other words, when you actually begin becoming a practitioner of who and what you say you are, you have the tools to minister to respective individuals who will be a part of your, I'll call it statistical universe. That is the group of people that you have some kind of influence over and some kind of influence with. If something, a gift that was given to you by God, certain parameters of your DNA and your design and your facial structure and, and your geographical lo location, your demographical location. It, it, there's a, a series of things that God will do, uh, your background, your history, your family, all of these things, your education, your, your non-education. But, well, I don't want to even say that because there are two forms of education. There's, of course, book knowledge. And there's, of course, empirical experience or what we would call street knowledge, knowledge that you learn by doing. 
both of these are relevant in their particular spectrum and particular environment, but we have to know when. And the greatest combination of those, of course, is both book learning and empirical, but there are people such as the disciples, and some of them, as the scripture declares, were unlearned. And yet, they could speak to those of high degree and high tenure because they had been saturated by the power and the presence of Jesus Christ, taught by Jesus Christ, trained through the power of the Holy Ghost as they left Mount Olivet and went to Jerusalem to the upper room and the Holy Spirit fell on them as cloven tongues of fire and they were able to speak in unknown tongues to people that were coming from all over the world. And the Bible says that the people marveled at them. But let me tell you something. This was not without trial. This was not without tribulation. This was not without intrigue. This was not without inquiry. This was not about having a big church. These men were not seeking to have a big church. A matter of fact, church as we know it today hadn't even started to that the point that we at least call it the church today. Because most people call the church a building. But the church is a people. It's a senate. It is a group of people who have been called out. But when you are called out, you have to go through a particular process in order to be ready for what God is going to do with you and where God is going to take you and where God is going to send you and what kind of people that you will have influence over when he sends you where he's going to send you. Let me say this. There's a proliferation of bishops and pastors and evangelists and apostles and everyone wants, everyone wants a title. No one wants to be a servant. And let me say this, if you are not a servant, you are all but lost. For the servant is the critical foundation for the bishop, for the pastor, for the deacon, for any title, the apostle, the evangelist, the teacher. You see, the scripture declares, he who has a title is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. No, it does not. The scripture declares, he who serves is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So people are trying to divert serving or the act of service and seeking titles instead of a towel. We need to seek the face of God and understand that Jesus came into the earth, the greatest teacher, preacher, apostle, the greatest bishop, the greatest pastor, the greatest lover of God that ever walked on the earth came to the earth not to be served, but to serve as an example of what we were supposed to do. So you can't get disgruntled and abort God's mission because the church you are at may be the very church that God is going to pour certain things into your life so that you can become a certain kind of person. Every time I switch churches, it was because God told me to move. But my assignment at that particular church, at that particular ministry, was always fulfilled 
before I went to another church to be filled again. In my earlier stages of life, I learned the stories by listening to pastors. I was a kid, but I learned the stories of Jonah and the whale, David and Goliath. I just heard these stories and these stories begin to prick my spirit and prick my heart. And then as I, I went on, I went to Howard University and ran into a group of people who were freed from the bondages of tradition, religion, ignorance, and the people that would hold you hostage to those things. And we had a service in, in Rankin Chapel that was weekly. As a matter of fact, it was daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 12 noon. It was called Noonday Prayer. But it was the most powerful and prolific uh, service where there was an intentional move of God, where there was uh, praise and worship sang and hands lifted up. And it was something different for me. And of course, now that I'm older, I can see all of the things that they were doing in that service were mandated in the Bible for those of us who love him. They worshiped and they praised him. It wasn't about a ritual. It was about a flow. But let me just whittle this down for you in, in such a way that you understand that when we're doing what we're doing, all things are working together for the good. Quickly, my next church, I learned the word of God. My next church, I learned administration. My next church, I learned that all people in the church are not saved and that many people that are in the church are so not saved that you can leave the church thinking church people are this way and that they are hypocritical. But then you have to understand that everybody that goes to church is not a believer. Just like every car you put in a garage is not necessarily a car you can drive. Some cars were put in the garage because your mother stored them away because you were no longer uh, young enough to play with those toys. But then there are cars that are in the garage that you can actually drive. Then there are cars that are in the garage because they're relics. Or then there are cars in, in the garage because they broke down. But here's the thing. There are all types of reasons for why there are cars in the garage. And there are all types of reasons for why there are people in the church. So you can't use what we call the fallacy of composition. What's true of one is true of the whole. No, we can't live life like that. We have to take each individual as they come, each church as they come, each pastor as they come, each individual member of the body of Christ as they come because everybody is different and there is a diversity of groups in the body of Christ around the world. And we cannot dismiss them because we can label them because Everybody you can label, sometimes you have to get past the label to get to their heart. And when you get to their heart, you find out that they may be the sweetest and most saved of them all. But if you look at their denomination and automatically cancel them, you might actually miss God and miss the purposes for that intentional interaction between you and that individual. There's so much I have to say today, but I want to say this, share this, be careful how you go about doing what you're doing. There is a way that seems right unto man, but its end is death. We have to be careful about the processes in which we obtain our titles, 
Who are you? Where are you? Who trained you? Who taught you? There's so many things that go into becoming who God wants you to be. And you have to make sure that at the end of the day, you are not a wannabe, but you are the prodigious being that has a role in the body of Christ that is singular and unique. And it is a way that God is using you that he can use no one else because each of us has a unique purpose in the body of Christ. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray today that you will go and influence the nations. God bless you.